This is your Divorce Not an Option podcast hosted by Stephen James Dixon and my wonderful co-host, Tamara Glassby. How we Happy doing, Tamara? Happy New Year. Happy New, New Year. Year. What up? What up? Somebody yes. get married. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody get married this month. <laughs> yes, that is quite a way to start off the year. I am getting married in three weeks. Wow. Are you, where we at now on stress level? Are we? Oh my God. More, oh my God. On a scale of okay. one to 10. Are we are we more than fifty percent stressed or more than fifty percent excited? Like, can you give those two numbers? Wow. Okay, that's a question I never really thought about. I really am probably more on the stress side than the excited side, and I'm trying to get back to excited. And I've just decided, you know, everybody thinks I'm crazy because it's so close to the date. For the, for the next few days, I don't want to hear about anything wedding related. I just want to enjoy being in a relationship and just you know stop like everything has turned into like this wedding mania and i just can't do it no more it's it's this wedding it's a beast wait 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 you so you told all your family and friends not to talk about wedding for a couple days yep really yep huh because at this point it's like my wedding is in three weeks and if it's not done it's not that critical you're just gonna take a mental break yes and your boo, your boo, good with that? Oh my gosh, he loves it because he's sick of hearing about the wedding. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, That's I mean, really this cool. whole process is, um, from what I've heard, it's one of the most stressful processes in you know the whole relationship thing um, for the two people, and it it really helps you get to know your partner in some ways when you're really doing it together, like. My man is a little more hands-on than I expected him to be. Um, and good or bad? Careful. Is both. Good or bad? Careful. Both. <laughs> okay, all right. Good <laughs> answer. Go with both. Great um, answer. <laughs> so I'm thankful for that. And and it's actually helped me to, you know, recognize some things. Like, I I am able to give him, you know, a lot of things that I was would normally do myself. But it has been an issue because I also am recognizing that I'm a bit of a control freak. Um. So, you know, working on all of that and trying to figure out how to navigate things and how to how to um, utilize everybody's strengths and um, not get too stressed out. But it's been really, 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 really crazy. Wow. That is my take my hat off to you. I don't even know how to look at that. That is a, I, I can't imagine many people actually do that. I mean, it's not like you've been planning like a year. You know, you've only been yeah, three months, three months. Plan- what made you come up with this idea from the beginning? Well, because people always talk about how stressful weddings are, how much they cost, how long they take. And um, I'm busy. I have a very high pressure job. Um, I, you know, have a lot of things I do, podcasts, things that I enjoy doing outside of my job. I'm a makeup artist on the side. So it's a lot of things that I have going on, a lot of moving parts. And I don't want to spend a year stressing out over this. Um, I didn't want to spend all my money on this. Um, so, and the more time you have, the more money you gonna spend. Cause you keep thinking of new stuff. Like my mother comes up every day with something new we could add to this wedding. <laughs> um, so, you know, so I just finally was like, I, I'm 40 years old. We know we want to get married. I don't see why we need to wait a year to, to, you know, make this more extravagant. I'm, you know, I'm already pretty fancy, so it's going to be extravagant, but it didn't have to be. 
way more over the top than it already is. You know what I'm thinking about is I'm re- I'm remembering those conversations when when uh, your mom or your dad come in and say, you know what, you should do the yes. platinum. You should do the platinum yes. deluxe with the diamonds on the doves. Yes. And seeing and that. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Write a check. Write a check. Yeah, Write but check. but you see, and the point I'm thinking about is when you see them trying to explain something that costs money while knowing that you're about to ask them to pay for it, and they're trying to see if they can get you to pay for yes. it, and just <laughs> I'm like, you already know how this is gonna end. And so I'm just I'm I'm not that person. Like I have budgeted all of this out, and my dude is like. <laughs> We talk about budgets. He's like, nope, nope. We don't need that. We don't need that. So, um, so yeah, it's been an interesting um, experience, and also um, kind of preparation for us in dealing with finances going forward in our marriage because we've had to figure out how to budget together. So, what's gonna be weird about you guys? I don't know um, your, your 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 man as well yet. But it's gonna be interesting to figure out who's gonna be the spender and who's gonna be the saver. Oh, I already know. Who's that? So, well, interestingly, we both are spenders and we both are savers, but in different ways. So, um, I think people I, who, who say that end up in bankruptcy. No, <laughs> that's a joke. You but every know. everybody will say everybody will say we're both spenders and savers. Everyone will say I, that. I, think so i think there's some people who are really like i'm a spender and really like i'm a saver i will say he probably would say that he's not a spender Uh but what it is is he's all about the deal and so you know he'd be like oh that's five dollars let's get that and i'd be like we don't need that you know (laughs) okay okay so wait wait you could be a spender and saver but if, and what you're saying is we're going to set a budget and stick to the budget. But if your budget is a million dollars, you know what I'm saying? I didn't spend more than my... No, no, no. But his thing is, if it's, you know, if it's a deal, he wants to just get it. And my thing is, I don't spend money on thing, on most things. There are certain things that I know are my problem areas. Like, I will go to the spa in a minute. Mm. Um, the spa is worth it to me. I don't care how much it costs. Let me, yeah, um, let me get that. Let me get the hot rocks. Let me right. warm, up, warm up the right. lotion. Yes, the oil. Yes. yes. Oh, facial. I'll just turn over. Yeah, we yes. do it right here. Yes. I swear by the spa, but um, but for most other things, I'm like, okay, I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm really, really big on. Um, I don't believe in debt. I don't believe in um, you know, just spending money way too frivolously. So I think um, our spending styles are pretty much in, in agreement. So, it's but, but, but vacations too, you go hard on vacation. Oh my gosh. Yes, that too. Um, and he's, um, you know, similar in that, but are uh, in, in agreement on that. But he, the spa thing, he's, he's really had to work with, but I think he finally recognized that's, that's not, that's the losing battle. Uh, you, you starting to figure out which ones we going to just lose on and it's okay. Yep. Yep. Exactly, exactly. But let's bring it on back. Let's bring it on back and restart this whole thing um, <laughs> because we have to remind everybody to subscribe and follow our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. Um, you can also leave a comment on any of those podcast, excuse me, podcast platforms. You sound, you sound sick. Are you one of those people always getting sick? Oh my gosh, like the whole winter, I'm just messed up. It's just, especially with Texas winter, because it goes from 70 degrees to 20 degrees in one day. And my body is like, uh, we can't play this. You just, what do you mean the winter? Just all of a sudden, are you just started getting sick? 
Or, yes, or, or anytime allergies? the weather changes, like it's 30 degrees today. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was 70 degrees two days ago. So, yeah, I, I get allergies and um, and then, yeah, just drop on a dime when the weather changes like that. My body just responds. What's funny is when I turned 40, uh, my uh, I, I thought I was sick for like three months. And I finally went to the doctor and I said, hey, doc, I've been sick for three months. What's wrong with me? And he said, you're not sick. You just developed allergies. Yeah, that happened to me at around 35. And I don't know what that is or because my dad was talking to me about it last week because I was um you know I had allergies and and he was like you didn't have allergies as a child and I was like no I don't know what it is about hitting a certain age but yeah I went through the same thing oh yeah getting older all right so in our last episode we talked about the comments that were left on the voicemail um, so Tamara also give the listeners the number so they can leave their complaints and their issues, or maybe they have something positive or they want to say some support about the podcast or, or if they want to hate, if they want to hate, we can, we can listen to the hate messages. Too. Hate, hate, do we have to? Tamara, I delete all the hate messages. I, I just say that. I don't even, you know, okay. I never played those for you to hate messages. I can roll with that. Okay, so the number to call to leave a positive message in the Divorce is Not an Option podcast voicemail box is 469-284-3795. Again, haters, not welcome. (laughs) 469-284-3795. No, we have we. Have, I think because of FCC regulations or something like that, we whatever, have to, dude. <laughs> we have to allow the haters to call, but we ain't got list to. It. I'm just gonna delete them. Okay, I like to stay in the positive. <laughs> anyway, so what do you have for us from your relationship coaching this week? This week, um, and so I think last time we talked about forgiveness a lot. So um, I wanted to talk about healing a little bit too, because that's what I did with a couple this week. And they're a couple who are both really, really trying, like both husband and what was unique was the husband called me. It was like, man, it's 2007, you know, I mean, 2017, you know, I gotta, I gotta start over. I gotta turn over a new leaf. We gotta make our marriage stronger and better today. And he didn't want the wife to know that he talked to me. Like he really, he really was like me and you, you know what I mean? Not necessarily marriage, but me, husband, you know what I mean? Like, I got to get better. You know, I don't want us to do. And I was like, bet. That's wow. what I want. Wow, she got a good you know? one. She got, well, well, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, my dude. Well, oh. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss something? No, no, he's great. He's getting there. You know what I mean? He's getting there. He's working on it. He's trying to get there. Well, but at the same time. For. Right. At the same time, though, because of how things work these days, she saw him uh, pay for a session with me. So then she was like, I want my own session, too. <laughs> 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 and so now she so I so she set up her own session and uh she same thing though you know I, I kind of conveyed that to to her that okay and to, so so the message that he gave me I gave that message to her because her 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 session was more like okay what's going on like is there something going on I'm like you know, I can't client privilege and I can't just tell you what's going on but what I can do with you is talk to you about how we're doing in 2017 in which. Okay. She embraced that too. She was like, okay, we had a good holiday season. Um, it was a tough 2016, but we survived. And so how do we move forward? And I'm, and I, and I was talking a lot to her about forgiveness too. And, mm-hmm. and talking to her about like she was looking at the completion of forgiveness. And that's what a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people struggle with, 
okay, I don't forgive you right now. And I'm like, that's okay. Oh, yeah, forgiveness is a process. It's a process. You know, Got just it. take yeah. just take steps. Don't and if you get stuck on I don't forgive them, like it's one of those things, um, whenever you're asking yourself a negative type of energy or a negative moment, uh-huh. you're always gonna be in that moment negative also. Well, you know, you know, we don't think about that. And, you know, I have, um, you know, some friends who who I've seen different situations and, and you can't forgive yourself in that situation and you keep beating up on yourself for staying in that same place. And that's a good point. Forgiveness is a process. It's a process. And people don't understand that. Like, it, like if like I'll talk to a client one day and um, they made a mistake with their last person and now they're, you know, worried about making that mistake again. And I'm like, you, you learn from that mistake. And I always try to teach people, mm-hmm. don't be scared, be smart. It's the wrong S word. Don't be scared, be smart. And so as long as you are making steps to forgive and then, and then, so, and in that process of making steps to forgive, you also have to heal. And so what I, what I came up with them for them, I actually have notes that I actually wrote out because we was being very, very clear and concise. And I wanted them to have steps for 2017. Okay. So, Sorry. What's the difference? What's the difference between the process of forgiveness and the process of healing? Well, first, forgiveness is for the person who hurt you and healing is for you. Okay, I can see that. But what's like, what's the difference, though, honestly, because can you have one without the other? No, you can't. And that's the problem. So you have a lot of times where, uh, say, for example, if my wife was to hurt me, and then I forgive her. But if I don't heal from her forgiveness, I'm going to have to forgive her again. And I'm going to have to forgive her again. It's an endless process, right? But if I heal and I don't forgive her, then I'm just going, I'm never going to trust her again, right? So you have to do both. And and and, I, and, I, and I'm not... I don't think I, don't, I see the difference. You don't see the don't, difference? Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I, I don't think that if they're so intertwined, I don't know that you can do one without the other. That's my point, that you cannot do one without the other. Okay. They're, they're both different. Like I said, forgiveness, okay, let's break it down even more. So right. forgiveness is about what the other person does. So like I talked to the wife about, number one, um, has he got help? And, and how, No, number one, I said, will he have the infidelity again, right? Do you believe that he will cheat on you again? Oh, see, you know what? You need to explain that in the beginning. So that's why he want to start 27, 2017 off right. <laughs> that's why he want to turn uh-huh. over a new leaf. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, no. And I was all why, on his team. Now, now you know why I kind of paused. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Okay, so you should have started with that. Right, 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 right. And so, and so the first thing that we're working through when we try and it was early in the year so they've had about nine months now that you know to kind of work through the issues and i've been working with them on a reg- on almost week we go we go a couple weeks at a time then we take a break then we go a couple mm-hmm. weeks at a time we take a break because mm-hmm. i don't always want to be in somebody's ear i want them to be able to stand on their own two feet i i really don't like sidebar i really don't like <laughs> to stay in a person's ear a lot because i want them to change or adapt some of the things that I teach and I don't want them to like be me you know everything I tell you might not work for you right that's a good point and so I don't want you to like memorize what I told you to do I Mm -hmm. want you to take you know if I give you five points take the three four or if it's five great but more importantly take the ones that you can apply in your life and do that you know and so I don't want you to be handicapped by talking to me all the time so I have to cut people off sometimes and so with with them what I what I said was um, and, and forgiveness again is she had to, we had to first sit down and say, 
do you believe he will do it again? And I have to walk her through those kind of things. So when I say, do you believe he'll do that again? Of course, most women are like, I don't know. Why, right. I don't know if he'll do That's it. That's on him. And I'm saying, right. And exactly. So I have to walk you through that. Like, okay, has he received help? Meaning he's talked with me. He's also talked with another licensed person who went through like anger management and all those more clinical things that I don't handle. Uh, and he reaches out to those people without her demanding it. He called me on his own. He called the other counselor on his own. And and, and that's about a betterment of himself. So morally, ethically, character, uh, character improvement, um, um, value, judgment, all those things he's trying to improve on his own. So he's not the same person. Okay. Right. And then number two, if he has a problem, does he is he now more prepared to handle problems? Because that's a big thing in marriage that you'll learn, too, as you get married, is that when you have a marriage problem, it's not necessarily a problem that is the problem. It is how you handle the problem. It is what you that's do about point. the problem. That is a good point. You know, are you going to stay mad? Are you going to build resentment? Are you going to get back at him? Are you just going to be angry? each other. Yep. Right, right, right. Like, what are you going to do? Because everybody has problems, right? Everyone has things that they need to negotiate, work through, you know, all that kind of stuff. How do you handle the problems? And I had to say to her, do you think he's more equipped to handle the the down parts, the bad days, the rainy days, the bad seasons? Is he more equipped to handle those days? Yes, that's number two. Number three, has he shown true um, remorse? You know, and so then we had to. They always do that. They always sorry. Not well. You got a. That's a judgment call, right? So yeah, being sorry and being remorseful is two different things to me. Like remorse was your is your evaluation of him. Him being sorry is just him saying he's sorry. Now, of course, people can lie, cheat, steal, whatever, big bar. But in how she explained it, there were multiple times when she tried to leave. And he basically begged and cried and begged her to stay, you know, in multiple different environments, multiple places. If if he wanted to be with the other person, um, he could have been with the other person because the other person. And, and and then the other thing that the couple did, I have a couple couples that did this, actually. So, so don't nobody be feeling like I'm telling no personal person. <laughs> but I, I get this at least once a month, probably from a different couple where the the person who cheated actually calls the person that they had the, the infidelity with oh, with Lord. their spouse on the phone whatever and so she has all of the information she needs see There's but no- i don't even okay i might be messing somebody up right now but i don't even that, that would not work for me because it's some shady stuff going on out there and it's some shady hoes who will be like oh yeah i'm i'll never speak to you again or I'll, they'll listen to the dude you know saying whatever he needs to say in front of his wife and be right back up with him the next day i'm glad you said that because what i have to say to tamra about that is forgiveness is a is a part of marriage and if you cannot forgive then you cannot be married Mm. and so that is your responsibility and additionally you're marrying your fiance because you have decided let me tell you why you're gonna marry him you ready okay yes <laughs> let me know a little bit late three weeks ago <laughs> you know what i'm saying but let me tell you why you marry him okay go you're, ahead you're gonna marry you're marrying him because you decided that you love him enough to forgive him for his flaws yes all the men in the past you didn't love them enough Yes. You know, so if they made a mistake, it, it will build resentment in you. I'm out. Deuces, whatever. I don't need this. I don't need it, right? Right. But with, 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 but with your fiance, now you say, you know what? 
I love him enough and I believe in him enough that when he makes a mistake, he's going to try to correct that mistake. And more than likely, I won't have to forgive him for the same thing twice. Exactly. But that's that's the point right there. Like, I love him enough to know that he's going, or excuse me, let me even rephrase that. He is the kind of man who would make sure that he doesn't make the same mistake twice or make sure that he's trying to be on the straight and narrow. So I, I trust him completely. Now, um, breaking that trust multiple times would be a problem. Yeah. I, well, another thing is I don't believe that once a cheater, always a cheater. Right. And so that's why we go through a process of what did you want? What did you need? What were you missing? Um, how can you communicate more effectively what you need out of the marriage? Um, and, and just really pulling out. And you'd be surprised how much it's, it's probably more difficult to pull those types of things out of men than it is out of women. Well, yeah, I, I totally get that. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's one thing to be like, oops, I messed up. It's another thing to be like, you know, this is a multiple you know, occurrence. Right. And so what I did with them is, uh, I gave them like five steps that I wanted them to do, uh, separately. Um, I don't know if they're going to end up talking about it together or not. I left that up to them, but I wanted them to journal every day. Like I wanted them to just really start getting some of that negative energy out and learning how to, how to, how to chase a negative with a positive. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like, so you wake up and, 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 and recovering in marriage and recovering from, you know, infidelity and things like that, that's a job, man. That's serious. That is real, real work. And so you wake up and you the wife and you look at him and you know how wives look at dudes, but this motherfucker cheated on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. how you look at him like, I can't believe this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it just, and so, and so, but you got to remind yourself and you got to journal because you got to write down, he's not the same man, right? You got to write it down. He's not the same man you got to keep telling yourself that if you got to schedule text messages schedule calendar reminders uh put post-it notes on the bathroom he's not you believe he's not the same man if you believe he's not the same man if you believe he has the skills and the tool set to handle issues better in the future if you believe he's truly remorseful on the sac- on, on the chances that he take and the risk that he's you know taking on you losing his family then it's your process now to start the healing process. Yeah, I think it's, it, it also depends on what kind of man you thought you had. Um, I think for somebody who is in a relationship or, or married to somebody and um, you kind of know some things are not right, which I think happens a lot of times, um, then it, it's one thing to try to work it out after you have figured out something definitely is wrong. Um, I think it's a whole nother thing when you implicitly and completely and totally and with everything in you trust this person and then they cheat and you like are completely blindsided. Uh, I can't give you that because most people are going to think that anyway. I mean, the majority of people don't get married thinking that the person they're marrying is going to cheat on. No, I agree. But I'm just saying in the, in the course of the situation, I th- there are some people it's just like, dog you knew he was cheating on you right right right. they're definitely you know let's say 10 percent are already cheating and they know he's cheating right they just ain't they just don't have any evidence of the cheating so yeah maybe 
let's say 10% of those, right? And then I've said before that you may get up over 50% of men who uh, who cheat at some point during the marriage. Right. Right. I've said that before, right? But initially, when you get married, you're not thinking that well, about yeah, yeah, spouse. no. But I'm just saying, once you've been married for a while and things happen and, and you have, you know, have navigated this whole relationship and gotten to where you are, then yeah, um, sometimes it's like, okay, I knew something wasn't right. You know, that's one thing. But when you really, truly, like, trust this person and really, truly have no questions whatsoever about what's going on, and then you're blindsided by somebody outside the marriage, I think that's a whole nother thing trying to heal from that. And Okay, so then the points I gave him, so journaling every day was again about them because i always try to give something about you and and really like i've i've said a bunch of times i'll always say that my relationship coaching style and i'm not like some certified clinical and i'm not against that that's great for those people who did it and we need those people to help out on things i can't help out on with like anger management and right right like that but for me i don't do i don't do clinical stuff i do coaching my coaching is to make the husband a better husband and to make the wife a better wife. That is what I do, right? Got and it. so journaling every day was about the husband uh, talking to himself and, you know, bringing it out of himself, like like getting the whatever negative emotions out of himself, building him up like, 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 you've, like I'm talking to him about you've got to initiate things. You know what I'm saying? Like the conversation is not going well today. You got to initiate that. You got to spark that conversation. You can't just clam up and close up and go hide in the closet somewhere or just not talk because she's not talking because you created this issue. I think that's an important uh, point to note that the converse is true of that. Like you should journal the good things as well, because when you end up in this situation and you've said this before, but you end up in this situation and you're ready to be out and then you can go through the journal and remember, okay, my partner did X, Y, or Z for me. Um, You know, they were always had my back. They always did blah, blah, blah. In the past, um, I need to remember these things before I let this one thing ruin my marriage. Yes. And what happens is when you're going through a process of trying to figure out if you want to trust someone again, and then, you call them and they don't answer the phone for two hours. You automatically yep. assume they're doing the same thing. Yep. And in those moments, you have to be able to go back to your journal to say he's not the same person. Right. He won't hurt me like that again. I have to keep making steps to heal. And so that journaling was the first part of it. Um, point number two was I needed to them to increase communication through writing each other's letters. And, and what that was about was we a lot of times we don't know how to communicate like I, I felt like they were very introspective when I talked to them one on one, right? But they weren't communicating at that level with each other. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, write a letter, and I, and I don't want no long page. I ain't say no three, four, five pages in high school. <laughs> you know because it's hard when it comes to really talking to somebody and really bearing your soul and and not being emotional about it. I know that's something you always get on me about because, um, you know, I am a very emotional person. Even when I know the right thing and I know I'm doing the wrong thing, I'm still emotionally tied to that wrong thing. And so... Which, which is... That's exactly the point why I said write down and write a letter of communication to your partner, right? And then you can get out your full thought and you can take your time because they're not expecting it. You know what I mean? And and one of the issues that we had was since both parties have been hurt, and and even though the man cheated, he felt like he was emasculated. You know what I'm saying? He went Mm -hmm. through you know, months of not having sex and things of that nature too. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't that that she was some perfect angel, 
You know what I mean? You know, they, they have trouble in the marriage. Actually, I was involved before the cheating actually took place. It was just almost emotion already before I got involved. And, and, and the guy wasn't initially upfront about that. Well, about it going on in the back end, but, but the writing of letters was, and I don't mean, like I said, don't write three, four, five pages. I've been involved in couples who like talk for 15 minutes straight. And then the other person talked for 15 minutes straight. And they felt like that was communication. And I was like, no, that's, that's not like you, <laughs> you just made a speech yeah. and she made a speech and y'all really don't care about what each other said. Yeah. You know, like it needs to be a conversation. So to me, if you can get it on one page, I ain't talking about, you know, five point font, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Regular 12 point font. We ain't trying to make no, it's not a speech. It's not a literary journal or nothing like that. This is not your journal. Your journal's for you. Your letter is for them to be able to express yourself in a way that you really don't do comfortably verbally. And then I expect over time that you become better again. And this is about rebuilding it. That's why I'm, I'm uh, this is like getting your sea legs and yeah. learning to crawl yeah. before you walk with, with trusting someone with your emotions again. I think that's another point that um, a lot of us forget that um, this is a practice basically. And so, you know, we evolve into being better people, better couples, better, you know, over time. And so the first time it's going to be hard or uncomfortable or whatever. And you just kind of keep at it until you get it right, which I don't know if you ever actually arrive, but it's a process. And, and I'm glad you said that because point number three was increase affection. And, mm. and I, I made the point of forcing it if necessary. Yep. And, and, and this, I, let me say it force increased affection if necessary and because you love each other like sometimes we have this thing where we where we love each other but we don't like each other yep right but affection like runs away with that like not liking each other thing affection like you just hopefully you melt and it comes back to you over time so that means like when you're sitting on a couch you know sit close to each other not on top of each other close to each other you got your hand on his thigh or you got his arm around you for Five, 10, 15 minutes at a time, not two hours. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's more about kinetic energy, like touching. And it becomes like a learned behavior and it becomes natural. I, I, you know, I share my experiences. My family um, growing up were not the most physically affectionate. We're, um, I don't know, we just, very loving family. We just aren't physically affectionate. And when I got to college, I actually was like, training my people to hug and kiss and now we're a very affectionate family but it felt forced mm-hmm. and but it learned and and then and then a lot of times too people don't know that it's okay and it's like because i've had a, i had a man tell me last month he said i'm not affectionate and he just said it like that was it yeah i mean my daddy is not he we, he was not and like i remember i used to hug on him and kiss on him and he'd be like what do you want um, and now like when I walk in, he kisses me immediately. That right. did not used to happen. And that was my point is that affection can be taught and it can be given out in small samples. Like I said, it don't, when you sit on the couch with your dude or you laying in the bed with your dude or with your girl, it don't have to be three hours. You know what I'm right. saying? It could be 10, 15 minutes. One of the things I tell couples to do too is when you, when you rebuild it, when you get in the bed, make sure you're touching each other in a non-sexual way. Yep. Right. So like your hand on her elbow. You know, your knee on her thigh, your ankle on her ankle, you know, just kinetic and it just touching. That's major. And that, and that goes a long way. Yep. Um, point number four. Yo, you go ahead. You add Nothing. to that. What's next? Go ahead. Point number four was challenge yourself to be better in 2017. Um, and that's just in general, like challenge yourself to be 
um, more organized, to be more appreciative, to be more observant, um, to, to, you know, to be, to be better in your communication, um, all those things, just be a better, like all of us should be getting better and better and better. Like I've got to be, I'm the best husband in the world, basically. Right. (laughs) So that's my, that's my challenge to all my men out there. You go and ask the wife. I tell a post something to the Facebook right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's my challenge in life is to be the best husband in the world. Like I, like I joke about if Michelle Obama and my wife was at lunch and Michelle Obama said that she got the best husband in the world, I want my wife to smack her in the mouth. <laughs> that's only because I'm not married yet. You know, <laughs> well, it'll be a competition. <laughs> I welcome, I welcome your dude's competition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be the best husband, and so everyone should have that as what they're trying to do. I should be trying to be the best husband. Your your fiance should be trying to be the best husband. You should be trying to be the best wife. Yeah. My wife should be trying to be the best, like all of us. Yeah. And so challenging yourself to be your best. And, and what I'm saying, and, and really the challenge is about it being separate from the marriage. Like this yeah. is not about be the best husband if she's the best wife. It's not that. It's just be the best husband. You know, I used to watch um, David and Tamala Mann. I really think they are the cutest couple. And they, on several occasions, have uh, talked about how they have a competition, um, who can be the best spouse between the two of them. So they are constantly trying to one-up each other. And I think that is the greatest thing. It's so cute to me. Right. And and an example of, like, I give a quick example of that is, like, um, for Father's Day, uh, my, my, I remember my wife, her father wasn't feeling well. And so I was like, hey, we can visit your father for Father's Day. And she was like, well, you know, yes, I would love to do that. But Father's Day is not all about my father. It's also about you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. again, that's how we one up each other. That's how I, I'm making sure I'm looking out for what she needs and what's going to be bothering her. She's looking out for what I need. Like we always watching each other's back. I don't that's watch my own back. Right. I watch her back. She watched my back. Um, last uh, point I gave them was to really just, I, I felt like they were, and this is kind of confusing. Well, maybe not confusing. Maybe you tell me if it's confusing. I said that I would hear the kids kind of in the background and how they approach the kids. And so the fifth point was... What, what do you mean by that? Like like the kids, like the kid interrupt you when I'm on, like we're in session, kid interrupt. Mm-hmm. And he like, hey, honey, I'm on the phone right now. Um, Daddy's going to be with you in a minute. You know? <laughs> And it, and it was just a whole approach, like, like it stopped, like life stopped and you uh-huh. gave full attention uh-huh. to the moment and you recognized and you gave eye contact and you made that person feel important. And I was like, I've heard both of you do that in your marriage where I've been on a session with the wife and, you know, in the evening or something, she's trying to cook in the kitchen or whatever. I've been on with the husband, he in the office, kids running in, things like that. And I just saw how both of them were very sweet, very kind, very just, just slowed down when the kids interrupted them. And I was like, I need some of that for the spouse. Right. That goes back to your, um, priority list. Absolutely. Okay, when we did talk a whole lot already. Yeah, just we really that. did. So we had an article that we needed to, that we were supposed to be talking about today, and I think we should just run through it and just let's, it. Um, let's get it. Okay, so we're talking about this week's article, um, "Relationship Rescue: How to Negotiate the Small Stuff," posted to the Huffington Post on October thirteenth, twenty twelve. Um, it didn't give an author, but the article says, "When couples spend more time together, little annoyances become magnified." That's real. Um, These six tips can get you back on track. 
tip, tip number one, talk your issues out. Um, and I think that's, you know, really kind of like, duh, but <laughs> people don't communicate and you realize when you get in a relationship, like it's, is communication is hard. Just like what you were saying earlier, like writing a letter is easier sometimes than talking. Um, yes. so I think the point in general is just to communicate and we need to work on whatever form of communication, however that needs to be. Um, I've started like when I get frustrated or upset or whatever, I send an email. Um, and if it's, it's too difficult for me to say whatever I need to say. And, um, I try to frame that email as a prayer. Um, so I pray for what I need in our relationship or what I need in whatever situation has happened. And one, it helps me to put it in a positive light, um, to not be just finger pointing. And two, it helps him to see where my heart is and to be more understanding because I'm not coming at him crazy. I'm glad you brought back up writing the email because we really should be clear. The the If you got just all ugly stuff to say, don't write no letter. Yes. That's not what this is about. Yes. The, the letter is about trying to be constructive right. and positive. And like you just said, prayer. Like I wasn't even thinking about it like that. Like the letter is about being humble. You know well, what I'm saying? I started that because um, my mom gave us both a book, um, 31 Prayers for My Future Husband. And uh, he got 31 Prayers for My Future Wife. And so in reading this book, it really kind of struck me on how to frame, you know, what it is I need to say. And um, so I started sending prayers to him um, that I was praying for him. And then I just started saying, okay, when I need something or when something's going on, I'm just going to continue to frame it that way. Cool. Point number two, choose the right time and situation. <laughs> now, this is what I've been accused of being just <laughs> totally left on. Because when I feel what I feel, no matter where we are, when it is, I got to get it off my chest. So that's something I need to work on. You'll learn. Uh, um, I had to learn that I'm high strung and I'm ready to go at any time. And my right. wife not ready to go at any time. And that's not saying that it's good or bad. Like, like it's balanced. So just because I'm ready to... What I learned is that I'm ready to go anytime, right? But sometimes I need to go sit my butt down and relax for a minute. Yep, same here. You know? And so when I'm ready to go, I'm going to go hard and I'm going to be aggressive and I got 10 points. If I sit my butt down and go relax for you know, a day or two, I got my 10 points and I can crush those down into the real three root causes of everything. And we can discuss those three points instead of 10. But you know what? I think also having the ability to prioritize whatever it is that you're dealing with. Because um, one thing I think you say a lot to me is sometimes things need to be addressed right then and there. So just having the ability to recognize, okay, this is, you know, DEFCON 5. We need to, like, get this right here right now. And and thinking, okay, this is not that serious. Chill out. Mm-hmm. Point number three, address one or two specific behaviors at a time. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one because um, I have a tendency to save that stuff up and I'm going to go off on you about 10 things at one time. That's what you just said. That's why you're learning to do it all at once or, yep. or do it at the time. But but also when you do them one at a time, you build less resentment, you build less anger, oh. you're less frustrated, you know. And so, But if you let them build, then that's when you explode because you're holding on to it. Yeah. Um, number but four. Like I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. go ahead, I was about to say number four is a good one too. When it says use I statements, 
because I know, you know, you have a tendency to want to say, this is what you do wrong. This is how you not handling it right. This is where you're the problem. And instead saying, hey, when this happens, it makes me feel this way. I'm struggling with X, Y, or Z. I need your help in X, Y, or Z. So it's not about what they're not doing. It's about what you need. A good conversationalist will be a person that evaluates themselves first. Right. I'm just going to leave it at that. major. You got to evaluate yourself first, and then you come into the conversation with that evaluation and and looking like you got to be hustling, looking everywhere under rocks, under everything. Like, how can I be better? Am I missing something? Am I misunderstanding something? You know, what can I do differently? Things like that. You got to look at yourself first when you're in a marriage. I think one of the biggest things that I'm learning, people say that marriage is a mirror Mm -hmm. and you really have to look at yourself and your flaws. Um, so in that using I statement, sometimes on the surface, it may look like you're wrong or you're right. But, um, when you really analyze a lot of times it's just recognizing, okay, this is something in me that I need to fix before I go attack my partner on it. That's good. That's good. All right. So number five, uh, it says, make it a give and take. Yes. Um, and really something I was going to talk about, I think we can't get to is that, that really there shouldn't be any sacrifice in marriage. Like to me, marriage is about wait, wait, compromise. Wait, wait, wait. What? Let me say it. So I don't even know if we have time to explain it really. Like sa- there shouldn't be one person sacrificing. Like it shouldn't be one person continually to sacrifice. I only sacrifice on Thursday because my wife sacrificed on Wednesday or she will sacrifice on Friday. Okay. So, you know so you're not saying there's no sacrifice. You're saying it's about even compromise. It, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. There's no sacrifice is that there's compromise and, which, and compromise means that both of us sacrifice. So I was reading this story um, about how um, situations kind of snowball because you're trying to like lay your life on the cross for somebody. Um, and um, in one of this, some articles really, it called um, don't go to Abilene was what, what the, the theme was. But basically it's so one person in a group says, hey, let's go to Abilene. And the second person in the group says, OK, cool, as long as the third person is OK with it. And third person's, yeah, yeah, OK, whatever. So they all go to Abilene and they have this horrible meal and they come back and the third person's like, well, hell, I should have just stayed at home. You know, I would have been cool at home. And the second person is like, well, I only went because you wanted to go. And the, the third person was like, well, I only said I wanted to go because first person wanted to go. And the first person was like, I only said it because I thought y'all were bored. So three people did something that no, none of them wanted to do because they're all trying to sacrifice instead of communicate. And instead of compromising and really talking exactly, through it. Exactly, exactly. It's a good example. Point number six, keep things light. Humor is everything. Everything. I'm so thankful for being with somebody who is just crazy because we laugh at everything. <laughs> and we'll leave it there for this week for the Divorce Not Option podcast. Stephen James Dixon. Tamara Glasby. We don't know. How All right, give that. me a minute. Give me a minute. Chill out. I, I mean, I don't. I just throw it to you. I, it's just alley oop, and you weren't looking. It was, it's a no. It's a no look pass. I don't know how to do no look pass. Got, the I, see, if you hadn't said nothing, I would have got it. 
Everybody, we need y'all still to go out there and listen and subscribe and follow. That is how we get paid. That's how the podcast makes money, generates revenue. So make sure you go to iTunes and Google Play and YouTube and Spreaker and Stitcher and SoundCloud and subscribe and follow the podcast. Definitely, um, you know, leave comments on the podcast, share with your friends and family. Uh, we need to get that number again, too. You got that number? Yes, I do. It is 469-284-3795. Give us a call. Divorce Not Option. Talk to you next week. Peace out.